Hey, this is Sean Leary, and this is QC Uncut, your look at interviews, conversations with local personalities, um, local politicians, local arts figures, people who are making a difference in our community, making an impact in the Quad Cities. And it is, as the name suggests, completely uncut and unedited. These are conversations that I'm sitting down and having with these individuals. Um, the questions are typically based on those called from social media. So they're questions you ask of people that you want to hear about, and I'm the one who's lucky enough to sit down and talk with them. Um, we hope you enjoy the conversation. Uh, it's 40 minutes long, and the first conversation that we're having, uh, the first set of conversations are with the Rock Island mayoral candidates. And today we're going to be talking to Mike Tomes. Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. And oh, the rules are as follows. I am going to give 40 minutes max to all of the candidates. That way nobody can complain about me uh, favoring one over the other with more time or less. Um, all of them get a max of 40 minutes. If they go under, well, they go under. If they get to 40 minutes, then we're going to have to call the interview. Um, if it goes a few seconds over or something, then I'm sure you'll forgive me for that. Um, they all also ask the same questions. Um, I have a set of roughly 10 questions here. Uh, they're all questions that I got from social media. Either people um, private messaged them to me or they commented on one of my number of posts asking people for questions. So that way it is also fair. I'm asking people the same questions. They are providing me their own unique answers. That way you can listen to all of the candidates' shows and formulate your own opinion as to whose views best express your own and match yourself up with the candidate that you are best uh, suited to vote for. So I hope you find this useful and entertaining and let's get started here at QC Uncut. <clears throat> now the first question of course, very broad question but one that's also very important. Uh, <clears throat> Mike Tomes, why are you running for mayor? Uh, what's your experience that you bring to the table in regard to this position? Um, how long have you lived here in Rock Island? And why should people vote for you? There's a number of questions there. Yes, there are four questions that I've all packed into <laughs> one. one. Basically, have the so same. So it's more than ten. Thing. It's really yeah. It's really yeah, yeah, It's more than ten. I, I said roughly ten. Yeah, all so right, it's got to cover right. my bases here. We'll let you slide. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll start off. You know, why are you running? What's your experience? How long have you lived here? You know, I've lived in uh, Rock Island my whole life. Mm -hmm. so born and raised in Rock Island, uh, never lived anywhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, went through the Rock Island school system um, <clears throat> and uh, then got into uh, the family business. Um, as far as it, talking, you know, for the length of time, been talking about experience and uh, why. And the family business being? Family business being Tomes Presa Company, right. TPC, TPC, a wholesale food distribution company, mm -hmm. sold food to re restaurant schools, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, you know, I started in that business real quick to, to help set the stage of, of my experience and, and what, uh, uh, why I could lead the uh, uh, city in the best direction. Mm -hmm. Is You know, I started in the business uh, in the ground floor. I uh, worked a, a pallet jack, a forklift, worked third shift in the freezer for two and a half years, uh, then went on to days and helped receive product. And so I uh, learned... Uh, the business from the ground up. Um, uh, how to, like I said, run a forklift, a pallet jack, working alongside a lot of the people, being a team player uh, is, is the experience that gave me. Physical work, 
Mm-hmm. That you have to, uh, you know, work for what you earn. Right. Uh, work for what your, you know, promotions. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but from there, I got into uh, inventory control. From there, I got into went back on third shift, managed the third shift, mm-hmm. managed the day shift. Uh, then went did some inventory control. Once again, learned different aspects of the business. Sure. Uh, it wasn't just like here's a management position. You know, you're a family member. Right. Go at it. I had to earn and work my way up. Good. Um, and ultimately, would became chief operating officer mm-hmm. uh, of the company, in charge of warehouse transportation, all the operation issues. I uh, had about 250 employees uh, respond as responsible for uh, responsible for union negotiations, responsible for uh, building a new building in mm-hmm. Rock Island, responsible for uh, productivity, uh, a number of aspects. Um, and so hiring and firing of a lot of right. people. And so that doing that for a number of years, you gain a lot of experience of being able to read people and understand people. Sure, sure. And so I believe I can use that knowledge in working with the city, mm-hmm. understanding the citizens of the, of the Quad Cities, Quad Cities and Rock Island, both, right. mm-hmm. um, trying to be able to understand their needs and, and wants. Also, it helps with trying to set a, a centralized vision and working that vision. Um, unfortunately, and, and we'll get into the other why, I guess, to a little bit there, is, is we've lost some of that vision mm-hmm. in Rock Island. But um, so it, that part of the business has helped me tremendously. I've got, I had to work with a lot of uh, different uh, personalities, mm-hmm. and the business grew. <clears throat> Um, under uh, a part of my leadership and, mm-hmm. and ownership. It was co-owned with my father and my brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sold that business in 2002. Uh, I uh, worked there until 2005 and then went on to other endeavors. Mm-hmm. Those other endeavors then also helped me uh, grow in life. Uh, I worked for a, an organization called Renaissance Rock Island. Sure, sure. Um, which is actually a, a, an umbrella um corporation or LLC for mm-hmm. um, Dari, right. which is Downtown Association right. of Rock Island, which is uh, the district, the entertainment downtown mm-hmm. Rock Island, and Rock Island Economic Growth, right. which does a lot of development in uh, Rock Island amongst now other cities and states. Right. They, do do a, they do a great job. I've, I've done a lot of work with Renaissance right. Rock Island. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I um, was uh, president and CEO of that organization mm-hmm. for uh, two and a half years. That gave me a lot of experience of working with the public-private partnerships. Mm-hmm. We did a lot with the city of Rock Island, um, and uh, whether it be developing old warehouses, building individual homes, um, apartments, condos, um, helping businesses uh, put facade programs together, um, open new businesses, curl loans, that sort of, sort of thing, I got heavily involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of projects downtown now is known as McKesson, uh, building sure. for condos. Uh, the Voss lofts um, and, and several other apartments and in, in individual homes. Um, so some down in the, in the uh, west side of, of Rock Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped me develop an understanding of the public-private and the importance of public and private partnerships. Mm-hmm. How you can work together and make it a better place for people to live. Sure. Um, so that helped my experience, and, and, and I think that uh, uh, can be used as mayor, once again, being on the public side of it, mm-hmm. and now working with a private entity, not just Renaissance Rock Island, but other private entities, private right. developers, uh, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a nonprofit. It could be for-profit, but private. Mm-hmm. I believe that's very important 
is to work in partnerships that way. Right. Um, I don't do not believe that the city should really be the developer of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the city should help facilitate a developer doing uh, making a project or a nonprofit like Renaissance, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, that they should not be in the development business. <laughs> then I also have started up uh, several businesses, uh, uh, real and estate we'll businesses. We'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because you know the big question that's coming. Okay. But so I, but that helps some experience uh-huh. of starting up new businesses and um, and being a real estate uh, uh-huh. development myself. So that I think has helped set the stage for my qualifications. Right. Uh, for this position. Why? But why your desire? Obviously, you've accomplished quite a bit. You've laid out your qualifications here. Um, you know, you've done a lot of, of interesting things that certainly correlate with the position. Why give yourself the headaches of running for mayor? Why run for mayor of the city? You know, I think that, uh, it, once again, I guess I, I have a lot of passion for the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen in the last, especially several years, I've been going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot more empty buildings. Um, a lot of people putting a lot of eggs in one basket, like sure. the Walmart issue. Yes, um, that's the thing we were going to the get approach, to. Uh, the approach on Jumer's Crossing. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, you know, it was another one. There wasn't as many dollars, but the approach it was taken. Mm-hmm. Now, it's always easy to be a, a Monday morning quarterback. Sure, of course. And so yeah. uh, we got to put that as a, as a disqualifier, caveat, qualifier, yeah. caveat uh-huh. to that. But those are just several things. The other, you know, is that when I've talked to people in doing de- real estate development, they kept on coming to me and they're saying, man, I wanted to do something in Rock Island mm-hmm. and I got a lot of barriers put in front of me. Sure. And it used to be those barriers were there, but the city would be sort of saying, well, let's help you overcome them. Right. And they've lost that. Right. I don't see that. I haven't heard that where let us help you uh, uh, continue this uh, dream mm-hmm. and, and make it a reality. Now, have some businesses opened in Rock Island? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There have been some small businesses, and those are outstanding. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we've lost more jobs than what we've gained, and we've lost a few right. more businesses than what we've gained. Right. Um, so I don't want to take it away that we haven't gained any. Mm-hmm. We have, but, um, but not as many as we've lost. Sure. So what's your vision for the city, and what do you most want to accomplish? And don't worry, we'll get to the Walmart question here. No, right that's fine. One. That's fine. You know... I think that uh, what we need to do is 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 once again uh, dust off uh, the the studies that have been done in the past. We've mm-hmm. hired consultants and downtown programs and everything else. We need to dust those off, take a look at them again, and then pick a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, that vision could be, and I don't have any specific visions because I really want to be open minded and thoughts of what a lot of people want to to express sure and what their thoughts are now you can't make everybody happy and do everything mm-hmm. we can't be everything to everybody uh, but i do see i would like to see the vision of the retail for example downtown being more centralized in uh closer together if you go mm-hmm. to small towns even close here take leclerc sure take yeah. uh galena you got that all strip. the rest you get the strips mm-hmm. of, of retail and be it restaurants be it stores whatever yeah. it is it, right very close together. It doesn't have to be the, the same block, but right. within a real reasonable walking distance. Yeah. Uh, that makes it more walker-friendly. Right. Um, and, and helps the foot traffic for those businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see that vision is trying to <clears throat> consolidate some of what we have into several blocks with that type of a business. Sure, sure. Um, and, and then the type of businesses that go in there, once again, need to, to talk to people and research 
But I guess I also envisioned Rock Island's got a lot of diversity in it. Mm -hmm. And so why not capitalize on that? I agree. Why not open up shops that have bring in uh, uh, flavors from Africa sure, and sure. Syria or wherever their people are from? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. well, it could be restaurants with different flavors. Exact, exactly. And so why not try to capture that mm -hmm. and, and be unique? Uh, once again, we're here with Quad Cities, which is a wonderful place. Right. But let's not try to duplicate what other cities are trying to do. Uh -huh. uh, let's develop and, and have our own culture, our own uh, uh, icons, uh, so to speak, in, in what we're known for. And so I think that that is one direction we can head. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you need a lot of help doing that. Um, it's kind of uh, called a half-baked thought. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm doing that on purpose because really we need input from the community. Right. Because right. they're the ones that have to support it. Mm -hmm. It can't be build it and hope that they come. Right. We need to make sure that there is enthusiasm to come. Exactly. And so that's where I think we need input from a good number of people in the city and outside the city. Right. Um, um, and that gets, to, that gets to the Walmart question. Um, and you know, obviously, that's the biggest contention. That's the biggest, the biggest outcry, certainly, of the last year has been in regard to this situation. Mm -hmm. um, I have have not been quite as as venomous as some, and I've I've seen both sides of the situation. While some were very much against Walmart even coming to the Quad sit to, to Rock Island, um, I I was for them coming to Rock Island. I was fine with it, especially in that particular area. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was a great idea mm -hmm. to put it there at, in 11th Street because there really wasn't anything else going on. It was pr a pretty dead area. Um, I think my problem with it, and I know a lot of people share this sentiment, is the fact that the city put themselves in a position where taxpayers were going to be screwed over, basically, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, by spending all this money without a contract from Walmart and then go figure Walmart pulls out of the deal and the city's left holding the bill uh they over the other thing is they they way overpaid mm -hmm. for these properties they if you look at the assessed value on each of these properties I mean really just eyeball it nobody's going to this place these places were burnt out they were failed they were failed businesses there's no way the city should have paid as much money as they did for these particular properties mm -hmm. um, and if they had been more savvy in regard to it then they wouldn't have done so um, now that's giving that's giving the benefit of the doubt that they were just not paying attention that's not going into well, Maybe there were some backroom deals, and somebody knows the people over who own the businesses over there, and they're saying, "Hey, I need to get rid of this. What can I do?" And somebody in the city is saying, "Ah, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you." And they're giving them a nice little deal there that not only gets the business off their hand, but also gives them a nice, uh, tidy profit too. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm certainly not going to, you know. Float the idea that something so scurrilous and uh, and corrupt would happen here in our our grand city, Mike. But um, I think a lot of people think that. A lot of people feel that, and they're angry about it, and rightfully so. We are the taxpayers of the city. Um, I think if the money would have been spent and Walmart would have come to the city, people would have had a much different opinion on it. If the money wouldn't have been spent and Walmart would have stood up the city, 
but we wouldn't have been in the bag for 15 million, I think people would have been a little disappointed, but they wouldn't have had the, the same anger. Um, how do you avoid situations like that in the future? Uh, and like you said, Monday morning quarterbacking is, is easy to do, but I don't think it takes a Terry Bradshaw to look at the situation and say, well, you know what, maybe not such a good idea to spend $15 million without a contract. And you as a businessman know that darn well. You as a businessman, you know you're not going to spend that much money on a situation where you could end up losing that much money because you've got nothing in writing saying that this business is going to come into town. So what do you do as mayor, A, to avoid a situation like that in the future, and B, what do you do? You're left holding the bag now. You're going to be coming in and having to deal with this. So how are you going to deal with it? You know, let's just back up a little bit is that... uh is that I think that th- properties were overpaid for. I don't think that mm-hmm. there was any uh, backroom deals or anything else. At least mm-hmm. I've never heard of any of that. Okay. And I would hope that uh, and believe, I guess, in the greater mankind that that didn't happen here. I would we're hope not Chicago. Either. And I agree. So I'm going to the belief that that's not the issue. Mm-hmm. Now, well, there were some errors made. Uh, <laughs> the uh, place where the bowling alley was, they uh, missed a uh, deadline, and that cost them... I think another hundred and fifty thousand dollars or uh-huh. so for that. So that's an oops on the city is missing the deadline. Um, the other is is that the real quick is we talk about transparency and I believe in transparency sure. the best we can. There are times that it's maybe best not to be right. And that is, for example, that's why they go in executive session typically when they talk about personnel and property acquisition. Sure, is that. Uh, unfortunately, people's nature is, oh, the city or some government is involved with this. They've got money. Right. And I'm going to hold them hostage. And, I, and, yeah. and so by if this was the properties were acquired uh, under the radar, so to speak, sure. before the Walmart and who was purchasing them, they could have been purchased at fair market value. Mm-hmm. I believe everybody deserves fair market value. I agree. I don't think that the city or Walmart or anybody should get a discount or anything else. People who own these properties made risks, whether it be residentials or uh, commercial, and deserve that reward. Sure. Um, So, but I think it's fair market. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so I think that if it could have been done a little differently in acquiring properties, we could have saved some money. Sure. Uh, So that being said, now Walmart is the big gorilla in the room. Walmart controls. Uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, of the goings on because they have the money, they mm-hmm. have that power. Um, so it is difficult to negotiate with the big gorilla mm-hmm. when you're a little champions. Champions. Sure. So that I got to say that I, I won't. I'm not going to totally defend the city in that, but I can see on the onset of Walmart saying, "Wait a minute, we typically need an empty site before we see what we got." But I would have done a stair-stepped type of a process right is that and I don't know the exact dollar amount or the exact square footage but whether it hit the eight million dollar mark or the five million dollar mark instead of saying okay Walmart you see our intent is there we've now the council's passed resolutions to take it farther but we need more from you sure sure. and so we need a a signature on a time or something like that further commitment right and as we got to another milestone continued commitment so when you get to the end there is the final commitment is already there. Right. There is not much at risk. Um, so I guess I would handle that on any one of the projects that mm-hmm. are uh, larger projects that I work, we'd work with. Um, is that type of a, a, a situation? Very rarely can you come into it. And should this city be the big gorilla? 
mm-hmm. in it. Even if you're working on a small business, the city should not take the attitude of putting their thumb over somebody. Sure, of course. It's not. it's a it's a it's a partnership that you work together. You know who should be the gorilla are the consumers. There you go. Are the Absolutely. people who are making them the money. Absolutely. You know, they're not going to survive without us. That's and right. it's about time that the middle class and the working class people stood up for this in this country and said, you know, we're the ones who are buying your products. Without a robust middle class, without a robust group of people to buy these products, these goods and services, these businesses will go under. And so the businesses need to stop being the gorillas and the consumers start to need being Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more on that sort of thing. Uh, do I feel that that was the right location for Walmart and I, did I support it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's new I jobs. Agree. It's I brand agree. new jobs. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. like it when we move one business from one city to another, right. Iowa to Illinois, because we really don't gain much. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was new construction jobs. Yep. It was new jobs being created. It might not be high-paying jobs, but there were new jobs, and it's a sure. start for some people. It was so, a good location, too. And it was a good location. There was, there was, it was a blighted site. Mm-hmm. There was not much going on. And so it was. it's, once again, that kickstart of stimulating mm-hmm. other people to make an investment down there. Sure. Uh, the outlots usually get a lot of uh, play when Walmart shows up or mm-hmm. any big box. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think that it was the right you know, place and everything else for it. Um, just a few missteps in between. Right. Even that being said, and I'm talking a lot about the Walmart deal more than the future, some positive things did come out of that sure. site. Um, Hill and Valley Farms mm-hmm. stayed in the Quad City. They were leaving. Right. They were leaving the Quad Cities. Sure. They're owned by a, a, a group out in New York, and they were leaving. They're now still in the city of Rock Island and growing. They right. are currently working on an expansion plan. Right. So that's a positive. Right. Dollar General moved into a new store. Sure. And is now doing producing more sales tax than they were before. Right. Blackhawk College is still committed to it mm-hmm. and drawing people. We have teachers, you know, wages, and a new uh, uh, office park was developed because of it. Right. Um, so there's some positives out of this thing. So what are you going to do with that site? You know, the what site. You, what's your vision for that? Site? My vision for the site is is that once again, I'd like to see retail. Mm-hmm. Not an easy task to bring retail to Rock Island. Sure. Uh, the demographics are very tough. Uh, retailers look very hard at uh, the demographics, they, they, you know, and and so that's not an easy task. But we are we do have a grocery store desert, so to speak, down mm-hmm. in that area. So I would like to see a grocery store of some sort. Mm-hmm. I think a fairway would be wonderful for an example. Sure, but it doesn't have to be right. But I think that would be a great one. Now they only need maybe a third of that property or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think then we need to take a look at what other type of businesses. And what I'd like to do is get insight from citizens and developers mm-hmm. of what type of businesses do we they see that Rock Island is lacking, and not just Rock Island, but even in the Quad Cities, not mm-hmm. just Illinois Quad Cities. Sure, of course. Are there some gaps in type of, <laughs> of stores, mm-hmm. um, shoes? I don't know if that's it. Sure. Using it as an example. Right. It uh, could be some sort of clothing line. It could be uh, some type of food. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, there's there's a number of businesses and retailers out there right. that is the Quad Cities lacking. Right. Um, and so I would like to spend the time and have patience mm-hmm. and try to find those type of stores. Sure. Once again, it helps the for those people, when they do show up, to survive. Right. Uh, they become a little more of a destination, not just a an impulse for someone driving by, but someone's willing to drive from Davenport or Bettendorf or East Moline to come shop there. Mm-hmm. So can we find those stores? Not an easy task. Right. Don't have the magic uh, solution on how to do that, sure. short of bringing many minds together 
mm-hmm. and finding out what some of those things are. Right. Uh, so it's a beautiful site. It's clean. It's ready to go. Right. That's shovel ready. And so that's a very positive thing we have. Um, one of the questions that I got a lot from people was, uh, what will you do to help smaller locally owned businesses in Rock Island, both those that are already here, as well as uh, bringing other locally owned businesses to Rock Island? You know, one thing that I would uh, do is, and, and this is nothing magic, it's, it's uh, digging up what uh, used to be done, and mm-hmm. that is visiting with the current businesses mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Sure. Not just by the mayor, but by the city manager, by the economic development uh, uh, department, mm-hmm. by the uh, even the um, inspectors and that sort of thing. People visiting, mm-hmm. city staff, right. council members, visiting the businesses. Right. And understanding that business, right, it, I think is very helpful. Right, and, and and once again, asking questions: what are they? What, what are the needs are? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they planning on growing? Are they uh, looking at reducing their size? Are they uh, looking at a transition from generation uh, to another generation? Looking mm-hmm. at selling? Can we help them find a buyer? Mm-hmm. Uh, if if that's the case, but understanding and sitting down and, and understanding uh, what they do, right, and what their uh, thoughts are for the future. Do that on a regular basis. Small, medium, and large-sized businesses in Rock Island, having a pulse of what they're about right. um, is what I would do. There are monies available for facade programs. Mm-hmm. There's a curl of loans, uh, small loans, uh, low interest rates that the city has that could help maybe uh, add on or remodel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things that the city can do. There is tax abatements. There is... TIF, uh, you know, enterprise zones. Right. So there's there's some tools that the city has. Hey, you can't give everything to everybody because you wouldn't have any taxes coming in to pay the well, bills. Yeah, of course. So you can't just abate everything and right. say, hey, now everybody's happy. Right. Uh, but it's still understanding and weighing the priorities of the businesses that are in town. Sure. So that's how I guess I would uh, work with the existing ones that are here. Um, now, what about new ones? Not only local, but uh, this is another question people were asking is, what kind of businesses are you trying to draw to Rock Island, and and how would you do that? Um, and I think people are looking at both franchises and also you know local locally owned businesses. I love locally owned businesses. I right. mean, franchises are fine, and, little, and, and people like it. You need yeah. a little mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like the variety. Sometimes, once again, local put local people to work. Sure. But a lot of times, just uniqueness to that. Right. Um, and so uh, I, I like a little bit of both, and so. Um, I would have, once again, work with the Economic Development Department, the CED Department of Rock Island, and have them go out and, and make specific calls on different uh, um, operations. Mm-hmm. Some retail, some not. Right. Once again, I think that we need a mix. We could use all the retail sales tax we could get. Well, Rock exactly. Island is starving exactly. for that. But once again, in realistically, that's not going to happen every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we currently have a, the, the demographics that we you know uh, have here. Uh, make it struggle. Retail follows rooftops, mm-hmm. and we we haven't added a lot of rooftops. We haven't right. added a lot of population. Actually, it's gone the wrong way. So it's difficult to attract right uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. But still working with that. But then I would also take different industries and try to find: is there a way that we can be known for the the insurance city of the world uh, of the of the area? Right. We have a number of insurance companies that are located in Rock Island, Illinois. Sure, you know. Uh, there, there's Illinois uh, Casualty, Modern mm-hmm. Woodman, Royal Neighbors, uh, Ga- Arthur Gallagher, mm-hmm. um, Farrar Company, and I'm uh, Cleveland or uh, um, 
Oh, there's some others, and I know I'm missing. Right. There's a number of State Farms, and that's really modern woodman. Modern woodman, like I say, modern woodman. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and so can we expand on that? Can sure. we find others? Uh, legal offices, right? Um, you know, let's, you know, can we capitalize on that and, and say they're seeing once again specialize in something, right? And and fill the office buildings. Right. Well, and foot traffic follows that. If you've got office buildings and if you've got a lot of offices in the downtown, then all of a sudden you've got the potential for retail, restaurants, things right. of that nature that are open during the same time as the offices because you get the foot, foot traffic. That's right. And you got to remember, retail fills the first floor buildings. Right. What about the second, third, and fourth floor? Right. right. And so uh, that's where, once again, we need to look at businesses to that. And so, you know, targeting that and, and doing some marketing for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that kind of leads into the next question that I had down. And this is particularly something that I want to talk with about about with you Given your ties to Renaissance Rock Island, and I think, you know, Renaissance did a lot of really good things. And you were, were you here when Schwiebert was mayor? Yes, I was. Okay. Schwiebert, I thought, was a great mayor. Um, He did a lot of really good things for the city. What can you do as mayor, or what do you plan on doing to revitalize the downtown? I think a lot of people want to see downtown Rock Island kind of reach the promise that it was moving towards. And also, when you look at the other downtowns in the Quad Cities, I think the other downtowns are st- have started to really kind of boom, and Rock Island is sort of, you know, still sort of a sleeping giant. So, mm-hmm. well, how do you change that? You know, I think part of it's perception, and not all of it's reality. I mean, there are some empty buildings, don't get me wrong. Right. But there have some new businesses shown up downtown. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, new restaurants. Uh, there's new uh, uh, arcade opening up, an adult bar arcade opening up uh uh, across from Milante down uh, downtown is, a, is is an example. The grocery store is going to be opening mm-hmm. up downtown. Sure. So there's some things that are coming uh, and, and slowly working on. But you know, it's I feel that we've lost that touch that we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to change with times, and we didn't change with times. We right. thought, boy, we got the magic bullet; it's working. Yeah. yeah. And we we missed it. We, we, we once again that bullet changed from silver to gold or whatever sure, it is. Sure. And and we didn't change with it. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at that. Mm-hmm. We don't need a bunch of bars. No, we got enough bars down. We got enough bars, uh, but the same token is, it doesn't mean you can't serve alcohol. Can't mean that the restaurants with bars. Can't mean you you have a salon with that even serves alcohol. Sure, sure. I'm not saying alcohol is 100 percent out of it, but um, we need to take a look at trends. Mm -hmm. Is it arcades, as an example? Sure. Um, Is there? Should we find something for uh, younger people? uh, to be able to have for a while a place to go to to socialize, um, having the kids you know once again if they keep busy they stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And is there something we could do? The YMCA is uh, looking to make a bigger presence downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an example, that can run evening hours and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and that's could be for physical exercise and everything else for all ages. Right. Uh, so it doesn't have to be just restaurants and bars. Everybody thinks restaurants and bars, restaurants and bars. And is there other things right. uh, that can uh, accompany those, uh, that can make it a prosperous mm-hmm. downtown? Uh, I believe that we should keep the uh, mall down there mm-hmm. uh, with the stage and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that I, that's an asset to the company, to the company, to the oh, uh, sure. city. Down at Sweeper Park or, or down, Park, but, but right down in front, right in front, front of Ripco, Ripco, Ripco yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, keep that closed off. Keep that closed off. I agree with you. I agree uh, with you. you know, I, I was downtown. Uh, I don't think they should. Kansas yeah. City, and they put a kind mm-hmm. of a dome over theirs. Yeah. Didn't close it totally, but put a dome, put a stage, uh, put yeah. a mezzanine up on the second floor, right. um, and once again made it very vibrant. Right. And, and so, can we get creative that same way? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like the festivities that we have. Um, we should have work on having something going on, you know, all year long right. uh, down there for the uh, citizens to be able to enjoy. Quad Cityans, not mm-hmm. just Rock Island. Right. Um, and I, so I don't know if I've answered the, the directly on how to get them there, but I think yeah, we need to have a concentration. I'll go back to my mm-hmm. early on in this talk about having a concentration of retail in one area. Sure. And then maybe the concentration of restaurants and bars and that sort of thing in another block. Uh-huh. And so once again, and you, you can intermix some of them, but um, and so you have a two, couple different districts, so to speak. Sure. And, um, that people can like. We want to make sure it's safe. Um, believe it or not, it, it really, for the most part, has always been safe. Oh, yeah. That, I think yeah. that was a perception I issue. I agree with you 100%. Every uh, place has a problem, a fight, or whatever breaks right. out here or there. Bettendorf's had it. Davenport's had them. And, and so yeah. those are going to happen. I don't care where you're at, yeah. what you're doing. It has been safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, John Phillips, and myself, one in the evening, sat down there until 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. uh, watching the crowd and, yeah. and enjoyed the people enjoying the area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as someone who has been a a frequent visitor to the bars in the district, I can tell you, it's, it's, I don't Um, understand the perception that Rock Island is such an awful, terrible, dangerous city, because I've yet to see it. Once again, one thing we're lacking is a nice quiet bar, Uh a piano bar type deal, which is overplayed, but, you know, and and I use other places around town called the the, the J bar or the R bar over the other side. Uh Quiet places, people can sit and have a cocktail. Uh, maybe a small hors d'oeuvre type deal and enjoy a conversation. So mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be a bar with loud music yeah. and everything else. Uh-huh. Attract different age groups. Right. We got the bike path right here. Uh, you, once again, Schreiber play Park on is that. beautiful. You got a lot of great. It's a very heavily used park yeah. uh, that is great. So I don't know if that answers the questions, but mm-hmm. I, it still needs to be developed. I believe in getting the citizens involved in what goes down there. Let's. I'm going to combine the. There are two two more questions people wanted to ask. I'm going to combine them together. Um, perhaps it's a odd melding, but nevertheless, um, how can you best assist the poorest and most disadvantaged in the community? And how can the city have more of an impact on local schools, particularly in regard to behavior of students and things of that nature? And is that? And again, I also understand that these are things that the mayor has very limited input on as well but nevertheless they are questions people asked so by all means feel free to say the mayor doesn't have a whole lot of impact and i understand that that is the case particularly in regard to the schools mm-hmm. so you know interesting enough is that part of my uh, platform and campaign is to collaborate integrate more public entities mm-hmm. the, the the city of rock island and the rock island Mountain school district is right. one could be rock island county could be moline could be east moline mm-hmm. Milan. Um, and so let's just take the schools. I think the city should be much more collaborative and integrated together with them. Sure. And you could start with simple things of plowing sidewalks around schools. Mm-hmm. And so it's a safe place for kids to walk. Right. I think that the city should work on a program to do that. It's not cheap. It takes labor type deal. But, you know, it's current, I guess, sure. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's important. But then you can even take beyond that. Uh, when we do a TIF program... That takes money away from the schools. Mm-hmm. And can we give some of that back to the mm-hmm. schools? Maybe with, and I hate to use the word stipulations, but with some understanding of, sort of saying, we're going to give you more money to hire teachers to keep the classroom smaller. Sure. Especially kindergarten to third grade. Right. Because um, I think that's very important for that age. I agree. And, and those kids. And so can we work with the school systems on where directly the money can be used for? Mm-hmm. Um so it's city-raised monies, 
mm-hmm. uh, but for the school system, mm-hmm. even though they're separated by different operating bodies. Can we, and, and this is really, I'll call it out of the box thinking, but can we merge the IT departments? Mm-hmm. Can we merge the HR departments, behind the scenes mm-hmm. type of, uh, uh, of operations uh, to save uh, money? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we be integrated to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, I have fortunately worked with the Rockland Mountain School Districts fairly closely over the years. Uh, I chaired the 1% sales tax for the school uh, districts to, sure. for facilities, and which finally passed. So I've been involved with that part of it. I'm on the facilities uh, committee for the Rockland mm-hmm. School System. Um, so uh, Mike Oberhaus and, and myself and city and the school board members, I know a number of them, and they want to work closely, closer than we have in the past right. together to 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 make it a better uh, flowing uh, consistency between the two. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only good as your weakest link. Right. If you have a weak school right. system, you have a weak city then. If you have a weak city, you end up with a weak school system. Right. And so we need to make sure that we work intimately together mm-hmm. and finding the right areas uh, that each one of us can improve right. to make that better. Whether it be bike paths, uh, whether it be sidewalks, whether it be merging departments, uh, whether it be sharing taxes, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I don't know. There, there, there could be many others that uh, other people are more creative than I. Right. We need to do that. So that's how I guess I would work with the schools. Sure. Uh, and and even though as a mayor doesn't have a vote with it. Yeah, I know. It's I most, know. It's the school board. Most. But I've built yeah. a relationship with mm-hmm. a number of those people, and the mayor's role becomes leadership, mm-hmm. not just sitting there and pointing fingers. Right. And lip service. It's leadership, helping build that vision. Mm-hmm. Talking to the council members one on one and seeing where their needs are in, in, right. in each area, talking to the community leaders, so a mayor can take that and get a pulse of where the city is right. to pass that vision on. Exactly. So the mayor has power, if you want to look at it that way, or influence uh, that way more than just a vote. Um, real quick, you talked about yeah, we got uh, two more minutes. Okay, you talked about uh, poverty. I think uh-huh. you talked about yes, low income. Yes. And, you know, I sat and talked to uh, Amy with the World Relief Program the other day and had a very eye-opening conversation with her. Mm -hmm. And it's a great organization. They do wonderful things with people that are coming to the United States. And these people are just, you know, they think they're in heaven when they come to Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, sometimes we take things for granted. Mm -hmm. And uh, these people have had nothing Mm -hmm. and have been chased out of their countries. Um, And so I believe that we should continue to offer... Uh, affordable, clean, safe housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you got to do everything in moderation. You can't be a whole city of just that. Mm-hmm. You have to have a mixture of everything. Sure. So, but I think that we can still play the role of making sure that they have a safe place uh, to to come to the states right. or to live if they've been here for a while and born here. Mm-hmm. Um, to take have an opportunity to uh, be productive in society. Right. Cool. Mike, thank you so much. Um, anything else you'd like to add? We have got literally 50 seconds left before we hit 40. <laughs> you know, I just believe in, in the Quad Cities as a whole, the city of Rock Island. I believe that we should be more collaboration amongst all the cities and the county in processes to reduce uh, expenditures. Mm-hmm. We can't keep going to the city, the, the, in, the citizens, for more money. Mm-hmm. We can't raise taxes. We can't, you know, uh, and so we need to work on controlling expenses. Excellent. Thank you very very much. Mike Tomes, running for mayor of Rock Island, our guest here on QC Uncut. And here we wind things down. We are exactly 39 minutes and 45 seconds. So, man, we 
get it right underneath 40. So. Still didn't cover everything I wanted. Uh, no, exactly. So, let's, yeah, let's I, you know, once again, there's there's thing, historic things that we could talk about. Even right. Halberd Park. And, if you are if so. you are elected mayor, will you come back on the show and you know provide us with updates on what you got going on? I will come back to the show anytime you wish. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. Again, Mike Tomes running for mayor of Rock Island. And this is Sean Leary signing off on QC Uncut. Thank you very much for listening.